and welcome to the Law Business Podcast. Today, we're very fortunate to be joined by Caitlin Richmond and Tamarin Fisher, who are both students on New Law's innovative online campus. Hello, ladies. How are you today? Hello. I'm very well. How are you? Great. I'm good. Thank you. So you're part of this unique community, the online campus, and you fit it around many other things. So I'd love to know what life is like around your studies. Now, Caitlin, you actually have two micro businesses, don't you? And a dog. So how does that work? <laughs> how do you manage those things around yeah. your studies? Um, honestly, it's been it's been a challenge to do that, but the main way is a timetable. So I have a weekly timetable and I kind of just put absolutely everything that I have to do each week on a, on a list and I break down that list into different compartments. But usually I will, shall I run you through my kind of day? Yeah, why not? Take us through it step by step. So I usually wake up quite early now. I, I used to be a complete night owl. I used to wake up noon probably and go to bed like 3 4 a.m but now I wake up about 6 6 30 uh have some breakfast I check my work email get ready and I usually start my sort of university day at about 9 a.m and I mean it really depends on on which unit I'm working through at the moment I've been working through um contract public taught and so I tend to allocate about I'd say five hours a day to actual study Uh, and then obviously I have my lunch and at about 5 6 p.m I kind of start to delegate some more time to my businesses and I really do it hour by hour just to make sure that I think it's really helpful when you have a really well planned out schedule and it's I think it's okay not to stick to absolutely everything but it's really useful to have that clarification in your mind as to what you're going to do that day. So that's that's kind of what I do. And on the weekend, it's, it's really the same thing. I often go to Richmond Park or go for a bike ride, work out and all of that kind of thing. But yeah, it's all. I think for me, it's all scheduling, writing lots of lists and making sure I know exactly what I need to do by the end of the week. That's my main thing. So what really helps you get through all of that? I suppose you have the breakfast of champions in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I usually have porridge with fruit. Um, I, I think it's, it's a lot of willpower because as I said, I used to be a night owl and I absolutely hated waking up, but I thought I need, I need to be making the most of each day. And it took me about a month of retraining <laughs> my sleeping schedule yeah. to start being able to wake up at six. And I think it's willpower and reminding yourself of why you want to do, what do you need to do and why do you want to do that? So obviously I want to do well in my degree and I want to make the most out of all areas of my life. So my businesses and my degree. And so if I don't, you know, rise to the challenge then I suppose I would lose out ultimately so I think it's remembering why you're doing something it's not it's not like I'm doing everything every single day and every day is perfect and some days I don't get things I wanted to do done but I think 
even if you're hitting hitting it with about 50 60 percent that's still a lot better than nothing so yes that's really interesting isn't it yeah you have to be quite forgiving of yourself if you're not always perfect, which is very difficult for lawyers and law students, I think, because there are lots yeah. of expectations there. So we'll definitely come back to the specifics of your studies in a moment. Um, and if I can come to you, Tamron, you also have a very full life and you're working other jobs and I'm guessing your day is equally long to Caitlin's. Can you just walk us through your day a little bit and how you um, stay positive and manage it all? Um, so um, my day starts a little bit earlier than Caitlin. My day starts about five o'clock. Um, I get um, my day sort of started, um, get prepped because I've got quite a long commute to work. Um, during my commute, I use that time. I don't see that as um, empty space. I see it as an opportunity to sort of get ahead so whether it's doing my reading for the morning so that when I get home I can get my study started or catching up with current affairs so I really think that that hour and a half new time is a really good time to sort of just get started on the day because I think once you've achieved one goal in the day it's a lot easier to continue achieving goals Um, I like to also arrive at work a little bit earlier so that I'm planned and set up for the day so I'm generally at work sort of half an hour to 45 minutes early just so that I can prep myself for the day make sure I've got all the resources I need because working within education a lot of the time things don't go according to plan you know sure sometimes the kids come in they're a bit unsettled and you've got to <laughs> you've got to make the most of it and sort of figure out your day as it goes so at the moment I'm actually based in a primary school um, I'm working with the Yes, sex children, so the children are about ready to go to secondary school. So it's sort of they're going through a lot of changes and they get into that sort of pre-teen stage. So I think there's a lot more, and particularly with COVID, there's a lot more of personal well-being and mental well-being for them. So I need to make sure that when I walk in, I'm in a really positive mindset because they do need someone who is in a really good mindset because they generally aren't. So you sort of need to be able to start the morning sort of calmly and positively and letting them also have their first one of the day. And then as the day progresses, I then just swap roles and I move into a, a management role. And I've got a team of about 10 people that I sort of manage throughout the week. And we then do a lot of activities after school and just I'm sort of breaking down the afternoon, getting the kids to sort of play and just be kids, I think. Um, And then once the school day is sort of over, I then do my commute again. So sometimes I might still be quite energetic and I'll do some more sort of pre-reading or go through my emails and just sort of try wind down. So I use that sort of hour and a half just to wind myself down, just get a bit of relaxation, listen to a podcast, or just even do some normal reading for pleasure. I think that's very important sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. because we are so busy and we focus so much on facts and figures and stuff. It's sometimes nice just to go into another world almost. 
terms of the head spaces that you go into to study law and manage your um, roles in education, how does it feel different? Do you feel your sort of rhythm of thinking calms down when you're studying law? Or is it just as busy as when you're supporting in a classroom or managing the after school club? Um, I think it's it's sort of very different mindsets because when I'm studying for my it's studying for myself. It's not I'm I'm not having to do anything else, I'm not having to make sure someone else is okay or making sure that people on task are doing what they need to do. It's very much it's now going into sort of self discipline and being self managed. So yes, there are some days where you've just had a really long day and you like actually can't think about studying. But because I've done that pre-reading in the morning and I've sort of done that initial work, you don't feel as guilty if you mm. if you take the email off. You're sort of like, well, I have done some of it. I can then just put it on the schedule for tomorrow or make sure I I have a weekly to-do list. So what do I want to accomplish in the week? So even if it doesn't happen on the day I've planned it, overall by the end of the week, it's all done. Wow. Okay. That sounds very efficient. And what about when you have a down day, when you're not quite functioning at optimum? Do you find it easy to take time out? Um, I think at that point, um, with with my role being with children, I think um, you get, you just sort of play with them. And you just sort of go back into that, just just try be happy and use their happiness. Because at the end of the day, if I'm having a down day, they they also. So you, you learn to use your environment to pick yourself up. Or if I'm not working, it's a case of you go for a walk, or you read a book, or you do some sort of meditation. I think it's definitely important to sort of listen to yourself because otherwise you do you get to the point where you do burn out. And I, I do know I am guilty of doing that, that sometimes it's just I do burn myself up. But I think it's that realization of stopping yourself before then mm-hmm. and also just saying it's okay. Sometimes you can't do everything. It's it's really sort of forgiving yourself because sometimes, yeah, we do take on a bit too much, but it's you need to sort of listen to yourself as well. That's very beautiful. You need to listen to your soul. I'll remember that. Um, So, Caitlin, coming back to you, um, you have a music streaming business, a platform that you've developed, and you have a small brand, a clothing brand. So what kinds of mental spaces do you go into when you're focusing on those things compared to studying law? I think that's an interesting question. I think that studying music was one thing but I think actually working in the label is quite similar in many aspects I think the networking side of music and you know running a label is I mean in terms of content it's obviously not similar but in terms of what you're doing each day you know meeting new contacts it's quite heavy on the networking side so I think that's quite similar in the actual because I've worked in a law firm too it's your it's quite a people centric business and so I think they are quite similar in that regard and I think the unexpected nature of music is also quite similar to law because you know especially in more commercial firms it's it can be each day you just don't know what's coming some 
you might need a case uh, done by the end of the day or you know a number of different things and I think that's the same especially with music events so live music events a thousand things will go wrong on the day no matter how much you plan so I think in that headspace of uh like a challenging fast-paced environment is equal to both but I think there's also that unpredictability and and there's no answer necessarily to a lot of legal questions there's no black and white you know scientific answer so that's also similar I think when I go from music to law I think music's much more in my opinion when I work it's much more creative and obviously the clothing brand it's it's more design and artistic whereas I feel like law is much more disciplined and reading heavy for me at the moment anyway because I'm only studying it I'm not working but there are aspects of you law that I do have to take a more managerial role like my society and yeah there's a there's a lot of different avenues within both that seem to actually overlap which is quite interesting and how does the online campus help you manage everything there are different areas to the online campus I believe Am I correct? Yeah. Do you mean like the well-being and and student services, or just what do I what do I do that helps me? Sure. Um, I believe there are different areas, so you can access your materials, but then equally you can use the social functions. And yes, I know there are some employability options in there too. Yeah. So I think the employability uh, service is really really helpful. I've used that loads of times. I've done a couple of pro bono projects this year through which I found through them. Um, yeah, I think they're actually really, really brilliant, but you do have to engage with them. So you do have to, you know, go on their website and, you know, I tend to look through the events and see what's on each month, see if there's anything of interest in there. Always it is. Uh, and, they, you know, I've set up a a meeting to discuss my CV and you can ask them about any sort of employability related question questions you have and I think that's that's probably one of the most helpful things I I found and I've you know I gained a place on the mentor scheme through them and I met John Watkins through them as well but yeah there are other other avenues so I I mostly spend my time using my physical manuals mm-hmm. So you can, I think you can do that online, but I prefer reading like hard copies. And then you you sort of get put into groups so you can use your own social channels to like discuss with your groups or you can use the, the ULAW elite system. Uh, but again, it's, it's really down to you and what, what suits you and how you prefer to work and using your own initiative to take those steps to do that yes you have to be quite self-reliant don't you when you're guiding your own study online Mm. so Tamrin are there any particular areas of the online campus that have been particularly successful or helpful for you well um I did my LLB distance learning so there was almost no contact with the university so for me coming to a university where there's this online platform where um, the tutor sort of emails you to let you know I, I'm working with you, just give, gives you a heads up as to what's expected of you, being able to sort of 
speak to the tutors it's th- themselves rather than just being totally isolated mm. has been really good. So I am using the function to be able to sort of do my workshops and then say to the tutor, well, actually, I didn't quite understand this concept. Um, how can you help me? And I've, I'm really finding that support versus my last um, studying quite good. Um, I've also used the employability um, network is fantastic. I've I've gone to many a talks. I've done my Lexus Nexus training. I've done my Western Law all through them. So it's been a really good platform to use. Um, I'm also in a lot of social groups. Hmm. So there's we've got um, sort of study groups that you can just ask each other questions or if you're having concerns or worries about something, it's quite good to have that sort of backup, which has been really great for my own personal well-being because I finally have people who understand what I'm going through. Um, and they've also um, they've just released a thing called Headspace, which is really good. It's a meditation app, and I'm finding that's also been quite a nice sort of change to what I'm used to. I, I do a lot of sort of comparing as to what I had and what I have now. So yeah, I'm definitely enjoying this experience a lot more because I've also got access to the sort of digital books. So I don't have to carry the hard copies with me. I've got... Right. Yeah. So on my commute, I can sort of highlight and read through my notes and then come back and have the hard copy and be like, okay, so this is what I saw, this is what's important. So I'm finding I'm not highlighting as much, whereas I used to be one of those sort of highlighting fanatics and then be like, okay, what's important here? <laughs> so <laughs> being able to go back and just have a separate um, book that I can then go and make my notes in, I find really useful. That's great. So it sounds like an experience that might otherwise in different situation be quite isolating has actually felt quite supportive and connective. So that's brilliant. And do you think some of these um, relationships that you've gained through, you know, the group chat and your, do you think you'll keep those relationships? Yeah, definitely. I think that a lot of the confidence and networking skills I've developed have been through working and I think that having any kind of business knowledge uh, any kind of business experience whether it's your own business or working in a business is really crucial to understanding business in a legal sense and especially if you're going on to a commercial firm which is what I would love to do having knowledge of the industry is important and it doesn't just I think you can take and extract things from your own personal experience and your work experience which may not necessarily be obviously legal and you can relate them to legal so I've had to negotiate with sponsors for the record label to sponsor our shows and you know that's negotiation that's trying to cut a deal with someone and that's something you would definitely be doing as a lawyer and I think the more you sit down and maybe draw a mind map of all the different skills you've learned the more you realize that you can definitely apply them to your legal career so yeah I definitely think that uh, that's true especially finance as well learning about tax and you know business structures even just basic things like uh, what what you are taxed on and 
tax deductions is even that in itself I think is extremely useful and any kind of contract you'll sign so yeah definitely I think there's a lot a lot that everyone can take into their legal careers sure and Tamron um I definitely think there's skills I've learned in sort of the education sector that I wouldn't have gained elsewhere in terms of sort of dealing with um parents and sort of their they sort of having issues or they've got concerns and having to sort of reassure them and come up with a solution or a plan um, and just being that sort of support structure. And I think as a lawyer, you often faced with your client comes, they don't know how to solve this solution, they come into you for that sort of advice and they're using your knowledge to help them um, as well as you've also got a lot of times where you're not always agreeing with people. And sometimes you're working not just with the school, you're working with social services or health facilities and that sort of thing. So it's really sort of being able to work within a, a team and working within different organizations and um, developing those relationships as well, which is really important in the roles that I do do, um, as well as being able to sort of sit back and say, well, this is what we need to do as a team, how are we going to do it? And being able to sort of um, manage that side as well. So I think every experience that you have, whether any role you have, you need to start thinking about, well, how is this going to apply to law? Because there is a way, even being able to stand in front of a classroom and being able to speak is in itself quite a skill. So I think it's just, thinking about what are you doing or what, what skill is that? What is the foundation of that skill you're using? And then just being able to articulate yourself correctly within interviews and say, well, actually, yes, I might be in this field, but this is how my skills are transferable. So it's about understanding that. Yes, what we're arriving at is that people skills and management skills are so transferable across sectors. And you're both obviously going to be well prepared with time management skills from everything that you're juggling at the moment. Um, going back in time a little bit, I'm quite interested to know what brought you both to law, what inspired you both to study law, and a little of how your backgrounds have influenced that, because you both have really fascinating backstories. So Tamron, would you like to start on that? You know, I came from. I'm not. I'm not uh, UK based. I'm actually um, South African, based in the UK. And my family is. My mom's actually a teacher, and my dad was in finance. But I always felt the need to sort of help people as best I could. But um, I found the law quite intriguing and interesting. And I think after, because I've I've done quite a few years of studying. I think this has taken a very long journey because I've got an LLB from South Africa with an act to transfer that all. And I think the more you find out, it becomes quite a fascinating world that you open up to. And just, I just find the law itself, because it's not black and white, it's a very interesting sort of sector to be going into. But you've also got the component of, you've got that sort of, um, client relationships, you've got those people skills that you're using 
as well as you've also got that time where you've got to sit back and sort of analyze a case and come up with a solution. And I like, I like the fact that it's not just a job where you're by yourself and you're not using a whole bunch of um, certain skills. You're actually using almost every skill, skill that you can muster to do it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, it's like I said, it's organization doing the admin side and then you're going back into working with people. So for me, I like the fact that it's a merged sector. It's not just mm. one specific role that you, you're doing. It's a multitude of roles within one area. Sure. That sounds like you feel you can reach your potential through this field by using all of those different skills and harnessing everything that you have as a person. Caitlin, what about you? How did your background bring you to law? It was actually, that's actually quite fascinating because Cameron, I was waiting for you to bring up that you were South African because I could hear the accent and I'm also South African. And I was also born there and um, I was born in Maritzburg, if you know that place. Yes. And yeah, my mum is also South African. Both of my parents moved from there and she's also, a well, she's a head teacher now. She was a teacher, which is, I find quite interesting as well that parallel and I think my first kind of interaction with the law was I suppose there's an ongoing like legal case with my family over there and it's it's quite a big uh, case with trust and things involved and I, it's always sort of been in my life and I suppose that there was some interest there naturally but then it was only really when I went to sixth form I had a a solicitor came to out my sixth form and he was doing kind of stall on I think it was an open day for careers or a careers fair and he said oh you know come and shadow shadow me for a week and I was like yeah like why not I'll just have a go at that and I thought I just loved it I got I ended up getting an internship and subsequently full-time work um because I just, I kind of excelled and I think it was because of the intellectual challenge. I really thrive on that and I thrive, I think, in high pressure situations. So for me, it was that intellectual aspect I love and I like the fact that it's so people oriented and, you know, my interest in it just grew and grew from there. And I think it's, it's something that when you read about, you know, you can get really stuck into a, a good case. And if you're interested in even crime or criminology or psychology, those aspects all come together. So for me, there's a huge element of psychology in here, which is another thing I'm really interested in. Because you're reading people, you're understanding people, or like Tamron said, you're doing a multitude of roles. It's it's very very much multifaceted and I think yeah it's that's why I like it and I love reading about new areas of law that I haven't ever come across in this degree and yeah I'm I'm just overall enjoying actually learning about it because before I was more experiencing the work side mm -hmm. and now I think getting the both is actually it's really great. So I believe you're both doing master's level courses at the online campus. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
how would you both recommend studying online to others thinking of going to U-Law? Um, I think it's about what do you want to achieve and where, where are your goals? You need to sit down and think, am I the kind of person who is self-managed? Am I the kind of person who can sit and structure my day? Or do I need that comfort of a classroom, firstly? Because it's, it's something you've got to consider. Can, if you are able to sort of self-manage and be able to work alongside it, then great. But if you're not that inclined, um, I don't think you're going to have the experience you want from university. Because you're not going to have your peers every day. You're not going to have study groups. You're not going to, have your tutor explaining the work to you. It's very much a case of you've got to digest the work and then ask questions and be very um, confident in what you're doing and be able to ask for help. But if you know that, well, actually, I want to be able to study, but I also want to get um, work experience, then, yes, it's a fantastic option for you to do because it's like I said it's not like distance learning there is that tutor that you can email there is that community of students that are doing the same course that you can rely on and work with you've also got the online library which is a fantastic tool so you've got all those resources available to you rather than having to go into a physical library so I just think it's knowing yourself again and being able to say yes this this is what I want to achieve I want to get this um I want to get this degree but I also want to have that work experience that when I go for an interview at a law firm I can say yes I've got the, the required degree but I've also got the necessary skills that you need in a trainee or paralegal or whatever role you're going for Yes, that's really interesting, isn't it? That actually when you come out of a course like that through studying online, you're a very well-rounded person because all of that life experience that you've taken on board during that time. Um, Caitlin, what would you say, how do you recommend the online campus experience? I would I would agree with much of what Tamron just said. I think it's but for the better, it's a, definitely a course that will push you to be self-reliant and be self-sufficient and learn how to plan and learn how to prioritise, which I think, I mean, if I was recommending the online campus, I think it's it's ideal if you you have a lot going on and you don't want to necessarily give that up or you, for financial reasons, can't or, you know, you just... You just would prefer to, some people at the moment, I think, are have gone to the online campus because of COVID. So I think, obviously, that might not be the case in, in a few years' time. But I would definitely recommend it, providing that you are going to rise to the challenge. Although I would say that I would imagine the campus experience is similar in a way. I think it's it's similar in that you still have to be all of those things but you do get that contact time. So I think for me the, the key difference would just be that you have maybe two, three workshops in person as opposed to being online, but then you'd still have to be you know, taking steps and using your initiative to join clubs 
go to events, ask your tutors. So I think, you know, even if you do go for the campus versus the online, either way, you have to be motivated. And I think that's really important. You have to be ready to take on the degree. Sure. So it sounds like it's the perfect choice for someone who wants to take on a challenge and is very motivated and driven. I love how you're both coming from a South African background as well. That's quite an amazing coincidence because I didn't initially realise that. Do you both have any parting words about your experience of studying online with New Law? Caitlin, you first. I think that this has been, well, so far, I'm only two months in. This has been a challenge. But I've risen to it and I think you, this is a situation where you get what you you get back what you put in very much the case uh, in this level of learning and I would say there is a plethora of resources and things to do and there are so many things that you can do that will make this the complete package experience that I think it's definitely worth it. And I think you just need to take absolutely every opportunity you can and immerse yourself in, in everything that you possibly can and you will you will come out the other end a much more rounded person for it. That's a really positive, nice note. Tamarin, any last words about what the experience has been like? I would say go in with an open mind. And also go in with the notion of you might have to become a bit more adaptable. Um, but use the resources because there's lots around. So use what they've given you and your own sort of stamina and your own sort of initiative to get yourself where you need to be. Because yes, it's not, it's not going to be easy, but I don't think any course particularly, um, any degree is easy but I think if you just take it on as well this is going to be a learning curve as well as learning a subject you actually learn a lot about yourself and a a lot of other skills so I think it's just a case of just be proactive manage your time and just enjoy the whole experience because I think you will gain a lot more than you think you would That's great. Thank you so much for your insightful thoughts and comments, ladies. Thank you very much indeed. And I'll let you get on with your very busy days. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. 